Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. All right, and so welcome to What the Fox. Today we have Diana Stellan um, on the podcast, and she is a professional artist and author, has a teaching studio, and has a fashion line. So she is one of our jack of all trades, which I am like to think that I am too. Um, and so welcome, Diana. Tell us a little bit more about your business. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Um, so I, um, like you mentioned, uh, I'm a professional artist and I have actually just come back from a virtual, my very first virtual exhibit that I had held for some clients and collectors and friends of collectors. So um, that is kind of my primary mission in life. I have a teaching studio, which has garnered a Best of Boston Award. And that was very exciting, has gotten tons of, thank you, tons of kids and adults come through. Um, I wrote a novel which compiles thoughts on the connections between creativity and our psyche because I had been noticing for years that every time I come out of a painting session, I have some sort of an aha moment about my regular life. So it could be something like being stuck in a certain area or, um, thinking that things need to be perfect before they're done, um, a whole number of different things. And at the end, I would just be going through this revelational period. And I've been recording these in a little notebook for years and finally decided that I'm going to put those together in a novel where half of the novel are those thoughts on the connections um, between psychology and art. And the other half is a sort of a semi-biography. It's a journey of a woman who arrives to the States as an immigrant, as a teenager, and has some struggles adjusting and is constantly looking for a place to call home and travels really all over the world, different European countries, Australia, back to Russia, where she's originally from. And realizes at the end, and I'm kind of, but um, her home is where it doesn't matter how big or small or where exactly it is physically, the space where she can really feel grounded and she can refocus and get in touch with her inner self. And that is really what home is. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. I, um, we broke up a little bit during that time and stuff. And so I was able to catch the most of what it was about the time when I reset, I'm going to be giving away the ending by saying this, that it kind of was jarring a little bit and stuff in the, um, audio. So I don't think we actually gave away the ending. Um, but it does definitely leaves with a teaser at that point, <laughs> but, um, you like I'm gonna go go with this based on an artist type format and everything. 
I love to draw. I love to paint. I love to do all of those different things. And I actually came about it um, late, later in life. So it was about um, probably five or six years ago now that I actually decided, I'm like, hey, I can be an artist. And it was because of the paint classes, like the wine painting classes. And I was like, I know how they did this. Like I could just look at it, break it apart and be able to say, okay, I can paint this exact same thing without anybody leading me. So why aren't I doing this on a regular basis? But I know with a lot of artists and with a lot of business people in general, one of the things that you really struggle with is the blank canvas. And when you're just starting your business, you've got a blank canvas. When you go to do art, you've got this blank canvas and you're so afraid to put on that first mark because then it's no longer a blank canvas. How, give me some ideas and stuff on how to get past that blank canvas thought. You know, that's a very fascinating question. And I, um, I know that happens to a lot of authors. I know that happens to a lot of artists um, and a lot of business owners. And fortunately or unfortunately, in case of your question, for me, I get excited by the blank canvas. I am, and, and that exact feeling is there for my businesses as well. I have tons of ideas. And as you can see, and like you said, I'm a kind of a jack of all trades because I have all of these ideas and I am happy to jump into them and just um, dive in. And then what scares me is the minute details that come up later. So if you have started painting, you probably know that on your, you know, as you keep going, then you start worrying about, well, how realistic do I want it to be? Well, maybe this section is off or that section is off. And the same thing with the business, you know, you have this big picture or big idea, but then you get into, um, little bits and pieces and that's when it gets a bit overwhelming and you start questioning yourself and you really need to push yourself to move forward and one of those correlations that i found between the painting practice and my regular life is that in both scenarios it's really about just you keep going you keep taking those little steps towards the big idea even though you might have that negative self-talk happening in your head, even though you might think that things are falling apart and it's really not going the way that you anticipated or imagined it. But if you keep taking those little steps every day towards your dream um, to, or towards completing a piece, it will eventually get to a point where it will be perfect, at least perfect in your mind. Yeah, and I think that was the word basically that a lot of people end up um, striving for. And I think that that is the part that holds you back from that blank canvas is you don't wanna make a mistake. You don't wanna make it to where you make something and it's not good. And so you hold back on moving forward and you put too much thought and too much emphasis on like, it's got to be perfect. Otherwise I don't do it. But progress is better than perfection. And I'm learning that more and more as I get older that, you know, if I am attempting to paint, if I am attempting to run my business, if I am making progress on those things, 
then that is better than me sitting back because if you're sitting back, you're not getting anywhere at all. And so you don't have a painting, you don't have a business, you don't have a book, you're just sitting back looking at a blank page and there is no progress until you actually take action. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned those paint and sip classes because um, I have a huge pet peeve about those. But at the same time, I've had so many women come to me after they have taken a couple of those classes and came to that same realization that you came to that, oh, you know, I could deconstruct this without somebody telling me, you know, put a line from point A to point B, connect the lines and then, you know, color in this and color in that. And then I end up up with my own version of things. And I, um, I have been leading a lot of corporate workshops, especially now with the virtual world um, taking on and these large corporations realizing that their employees need a break, um, some, something that would utilize their other side of the brain. And the very first thing that they always say to me is, can you pick something like in those paint and sip classes where they all just work on the same thing and then they all end up with this beautiful or you know questionably beautiful result and that's really all they care about and i feel like i have this conversation constantly about how art making or creativity is about the process and it's about making those mistakes because as you're making those mistakes you're getting to even better results because those mistakes brought you there. And if you didn't make them, then new opportunities would not have come across because now you have to think even deeper about what you are doing. Um, so it's, and it's fascinating to really watch people as they're creating because they all start out by saying, oh my goodness, I have no idea what I'm doing. I haven't done any art since elementary school. I don't even know why I came to this workshop. And then halfway through, as they're kind of turning off their brains and as they're starting to feel more and more like these little kids who are experimenting, who are really getting a kick out of mixing paints and seeing what happens, their faces start changing. Like they get a lot more color in their faces. They're a lot more talkative, um, a lot more social with their peers. They ask more questions and they always end up with something that is truly unique and theirs as opposed to a copy mm -hmm. uh, because they were able to relax into the process. So I'm loving the fact that that's how you started and that you're getting to the point of really understanding that it's all about the process. Yeah, I actually, I held um, three paint classes and stuff for my mom's, um, she doesn't live in an old folks home, but it might as well be, it's 55 and older. Um, and they wanted, you know, I wanna be able to paint, you know, masterpieces, you know, and these women have never painted before. And my mom's like, oh, but my daughter can paint a masterpiece. And I'm like, mom, it's not a masterpiece. but. So I went in there and the very first one that I did, it was actually just black and white paint. And so I had them painting, you know, and I showed them, I said, you can paint trees. And so I showed them a painting of a tree. I showed them painting of just the sky with, you know, the ground and everything and stuff and how, even though it's black and white, it can still be, you know, that type of image. So I gave them ideas of what they could paint with. 
and I had one lady and she's swirling and swirling and swirling and she goes, I'm making a tornado because nothing else is working. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Happy to have the tornado in the place. But no one was listening to any direction whatsoever. It was more just, they were so excited to have a canvas in front of them and paint in front of them and be able to make whatever it was that they wanted to make. And I think that that, as we get older, we think that it has to look a certain way. And then we get a little bit older and we realize, no, it doesn't. And so it's the beginning childhood, the later adults and stuff that have actually been through everything that really have that creative side and that are able to just sit down and create and learn and not worry about what the outcome is going to be. And I think the rest of us kind of have that outcome in mind, thinking that it should look a certain way or it should be a certain way. And when it isn't, then there's that disappointment. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I also had a number of classes in um, adult facilities, and it could be because a part of the class had hearing aids, and they couldn't really, um, and I didn't have a microphone, um, that they couldn't really hear all the directions, but they really were like those little kids who were experimenting. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they are just so aware of themselves and of what they need and really at that point could care less about the opinions of others mm -hmm. and that's what unites them or makes them really similar to younger kids and um and it's key in terms of making art is really doing it for the enjoyment and for play and experimentation as opposed to judgments of others and um and opinions of what you know whoever comments on it when it's done mm -hmm. so what had how has life transitioned for you with the covid virus we're producing during the covid virus and stuff at this point um so with having a teaching studio then i would assume most of those classes had to at least be halted and stuff for the time being or were you able to bring them virtually and kind of adjust your business a little bit I brought everything online right away. Okay. And um, so I've been teaching online for the last, um, well, I guess since mid-March. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's been an interesting experience because it's a completely different platform. I'm used to things being very interactive. And I, um, I take an approach of, I guess, a college professor where I would walk around and I would really um, take time to comment and give feedback to every student. And it's really tough to do with just looking at little squares on the screen and sometimes the lighting isn't great. And so what has shifted for me is a lot more kids from out of state who otherwise I would have never had a chance to teach. So that has been great. And on the other hand, there were a lot less adults because now their moms and their kids are always around. And for them, taking an art class was an opportunity to step away mm -hmm. and to go into a space where they could feel relaxed and separate from everything that is going on in regular life. And it's just really, really tricky to 
focus on your art practice when your kids are running around. Um, and I can totally relate. I have three kids. And um, if I did not have a studio that I could escape to a few times a week, I would definitely be feeling yeah. uh, stressed out and overwhelmed. Yeah. I know a lot of parents have expressed the stressed out, overwhelmed part. Um, and then I've tried on the, you know, family fun day type um, podcast to give them ideas for getting out, helping your kids, encouraging your kids, that type of thing. So whether it's using school supplies that they no longer need because they're not in school and, you know, you can buy more at school time, um, but taking some of those crayons and shredding them, you know, apart and being able to make art that way, um, melting crayons onto a piece of paper or canvas or something and taking shaving cream and putting food coloring in it and then allowing that, um, giving them some type of a format to be able to engage with their students, but then, or with their own children, in addition to relaxing themselves. Because typically, when you sit down to do art, most people do find it relaxing. Yeah, and it's actually counterintuitive right now, but I think now more than ever, we moms, need to be taking ourselves as a priority and giving ourselves that time to step away and be creative and do something that really gives us a chance to refocus and reground. And I am finding that coming out of a creative activity of any kind, be it baking or, um, or cooking, um, or just walking around in the woods and collecting things for a little fairy house project um, and painting, of course, because that's my primary way of grounding myself, has been absolutely essential because I come out of any of those creative activities fe feeling so much more relaxed and so much less, there's so much less anxiety and overwhelm because I feel like everybody in my family is relaxed if they're participating or if it's just me, then I had a chance to really be alone with myself, be alone with that little child, uh, my inner child um, that needs to come out once in a while. And when that happens, it's, you're completely rejuvenated. And I feel really sad for all of these women who had to drop out of the virtual art class because I feel like it is more needed now than ever um, to really honor yourself and give yourself this time to do something that pacifies your soul. Yeah, I agree. I think that taking time for yourself any way that you can get it <laughs> Um, whether it's the husband's taking care of the kids and you go off and you go take your, you know, bath with the bath bomb and candles and do it all up and stuff, just make yourself feel valued and appreciated. And I think that by giving yourself the approval to do those things, whether it's art or some type of self-love type things and stuff, it definitely just makes a difference in how you're going to show up as a parent, how you're going to show up as a business person. Um, because you're actually taking care of yourself first. Yeah, and I think in a lot of cultures, 
um, or maybe it's a generational thing, but um, we were taught that kids should always be our top priority. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of moms are especially feeling it right now that they really need to give everything up and that kids need to come first no matter what. And then they are irritated and um, even more stressed out because they're not giving themselves any time to re you know, recuperate from everything that's going on. And, um, and we really should be putting ourselves first because like you're saying, you can't really be a productive, accepting, kind parent unless you take care of yourself first. Yeah. So all this has been great and we're kind of coming towards the end. Um, what would you like to leave the listeners with as kind of a final thought? You know, what's been circling in my mind is all of these things that we just kind of touched upon. And the last thought that I would love to leave your listeners with is take care of yourselves. Um, now, more than ever during the times of COVID, find a passion that you were really into before the pandemic or um, that maybe you were really into as a high schooler or a college student and just really spend some time dissolving into that practice because it is going to truly do wonders for your state of mind, for the levels of overwhelm and burnout and anxiety and creativity has been proven to decrease our cortisol levels, which are the stress hormones, by 70% in the first half hour of engaging in a creative activity, which is huge. I mean, I yeah. had no idea that that's what was happening to me every time I was engaging in a creative pursuit, but I can totally feel it coming out of my painting practice, coming out of any sort of um, creative challenge that I put in front of myself. And I would strongly advise women to do something like that. Yes, I completely 100% agree. So everybody go out and do something for yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Diana, for being on with us. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks.